Brooklyn's Radio brings you City Update with Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys. Hello and welcome to City Update. Lee Humphreys is here. Going to tell us what's been happening in the financial world this week. What has been happening, Lee? Hello, Ian. Yeah, um, well, to be honest, I mean, there is a chance we could actually replay most of last week's brilliant, in most people's uh, opinion, episode um, when talking about the events uh, of this week in the world's stock markets, and we might just get away with it. So, uh, repeat, would suggest you're going to talk about another vaccine? Indeed, I am. Vaccine announcements are coming at us like the proverbial London buses, Ian. Um, traders uh, in Europe on Monday did what they tend to do most Mondays, which is uh, very little other than pretend to look busy and uh, also attempt to uh, look for news regarding vaccine trials as a means to sort of justify their existence. And an announcement came. Uh, yeah, that's right. Unlike the proverbial uh, London bus, in uh, you can uh, now pretty much set your watch by these announcements right now uh, at almost exactly the same time of day as the Pfizer-BioNTech uh, announcement that had uh, come the previous week. Um, we had another American pharmaceutical company, this one is called Moderna, saying that they uh, too had got one. Um, but imagine this, it was even better. Yeah, I, I did hear about this. I've been reading it in some depth, actually. The, the if- Efficacy of the product is roughly the same. Actually, it's in the high 90%. But the big factor is the um, the first vaccine, the Pfizer one, has to be stored at an incredibly low temperature, lower than that of the Antarctic, actually. But, but fortunately for them, it's also the roughly the same temperature as dry ice, carbon dioxide. So they've got these storage devices called pizza boxes. They chuck, them in, chuck the virus uh, files in that, then they put this dry ice on top, and they reckon that will stay in that for quite a while and then you can get it out and it'll hang around in a f- normal fridge for a, for a week or so. But um, the other one, the Moderna, that's, that can be kept at a normal type of freezer. So it kind of it makes it more logistically easy to use. And again, I heard that AstraZeneca have uh, started talking about their uh, product now. It's constructed in a slightly different way, but they, they're sounding very upbeat about that, saying it's... Um, has greater efficacy with older people and that uh, appealed to me actually anyway we've ordered 100 million doses of that so i hope it works now carry on yeah no when you say we've ordered it you don't mean you and uh, you and your wife uh, i'm assuming but anyway look that's very very good and assuming that anyone is uh, still listening after that uh, uh, science update um i'll uh, i'll i'll move on but uh, um, naturally with these two um, confirmed vaccines actually uh, there is uh, a third if you include this show's favorite vaccine of course the sputnik 5 um, i'm basing uh, it being the favorite entirely on its name um uh, which i should ads for the sake of balance modestly released its uh, initial results from uh, their phase three uh, trials claiming a very very respectable 92 percent efficacy after 21 days so um that's been the story for this week then has it well it's, it's certainly dominated the overall sort of tone of the week uh, i guess um and as with the previous uh, monday the s&p 500 in the united states of course uh, closed at a new all-time high uh, with the going out stocks such as the airlines um in in very much the same way as we discussed last week outperforming these stay-at-home stocks such as you know zoom for example uh, albeit in a less extreme manner well, you'd be pleased to know I haven't been um, entirely confining my research to scientific matters. Um, I also listen to the news occasionally, and I heard about um, the world's largest trade deal in Asia, apparently. What do you know about that? 
pleased and shocked, Ian. Yeah, I mean, uh, you've really been uh, uh, doing your research this week. Um, yeah, well, I, I can certainly tell you that it was signed on Sunday. You're probably looking for a little bit more than that, though, aren't you? Yeah, I'd like a bit more detail, if you've got any. Well, um, it's been signed by 15 countries. That's uh, encompassing about a third of the uh, the sort of global economy, 2 billion people or uh, that translates to about 30% of the world's population and $26 trillion in uh, GDP. That's bigger than the old NAFTA, if you remember that, and the uh, the EU, the uh, European Union. It, uh, it claims it will abolish 92% of tariffs on traded goods, a figure that's uh, almost certainly uh, uh, as accurate as the 92% figure uh, for the Sputnik V vaccine efficacy. So who's in this uh, trading block then? Well, it's made up of 10 Southeast Asian countries uh, with the addition of Korea, Japan, China, Australia and New Zealand. And, and India, presumably. No, not, not India, actually. Um, they were originally included, but pulled out last uh, year over concerns that lower tariffs uh, could hurt local producers, which is uh, pretty much actually the, the reason why uh, Trump pulled out the agreement in 2017. I'm very, very tempted in uh, to do my impression of Trump again. No, but... there's, no, no there's no need. Carry no. on. Okay, um, but the, the, but the, the reason uh, that this agreement has so much economic heft still is because the Americans have in effect been replaced by um, China and in uh, this is the first time, actual fact, that the Chinese have uh, signed up to a regional uh, multilateral trade pact. Right. Now, um, assuming President Biden is in <laughs> charge eventually, um, will the US then sign up to it, do you think, later on? Well, Trump isn't admitting anything at the moment, let alone defeat, is he? But no, the answer is a very definite no. With the, uh, with the US election uh, of a few weeks ago um, being decided by, um, you know, one of sort of three or so Rust Belt states, I can confidently say there is absolutely zero chance of that happening. Well, we'll be coming back to you if it does. Anyway, <laughs> finally, uh, our mailbag has been... De uh, I I hesitate to word the de word use the word deluge, but someone has asked, "Why have you gone quiet on Tesla?" Deluge is a great word, isn't it? Uh, well, let me start by saying a bit like the uh, the old uh, Mark Twain adage uh, about uh, his own death. Rumours of a spat between uh, Elon and myself have been grossly exaggerated, but uh, you know the post bag in is rarely wrong, and it's uh, uh, definitely time to revisit the uh, the world of Musk. Right, the world of Musk. Now, he's had a pretty good week, hasn't he? Even by his own standards, he's got another three blokes up into space onto the space station, hasn't he? Yeah, but he has had a great week, actually. NASA's uh, fir uh, first, <coughs> excuse me, first fully-fledged uh, mission sending a crew into orbit on board a privately owned spacecraft. Um, but also within the past seven days, uh, old Elon's become $20 billion wealthier whilst testing for po uh, positive for uh, COVID, exhibiting, he said, um, minor cold symptoms. That's my uh, Elon Musk uh, impression, by the way. Not entirely different to your Donald Trump impression. But anyway, you know, you're getting better at it, I'm sure. Now, 20 billion richer, that's quite handy. Uh, 20 billion is quite handy, isn't it? Um, and that is now pushing him 
Once again, in terms of the um, world's richest into third place and just above Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, even more galling is that he hasn't even had to lift a finger in order to achieve this, but has been a direct consequence of the news out late on uh, Monday evening that Tesla will now be included in the S&P 500 index. So, okay, being included in the S&P 500 index has made him 20 million or 20 billion dollars it was a million a billion 20 billion dollars richer why, why has that happened well that's actually that's a really good question in actually well rather than buy individual stocks one of the big transformations in fund management over the past 15 years or so has been the rise of so-called passive funds these are uh, at a very low cost to consumers actually they, they mirror or track sectors of the economy like you know, energy or biotechnology or as in, in uh, this case um, they mirror broad indexes such as the FTSE 100 or the S&P 500. So yeah pa- passive friends you call them the man in the street what would we call them tracker funds I yeah. guess would we? Yeah, that's exactly it, Ian. Yeah, that's a, a good summation. Um, in order to actually to mirror the performance, investment managers uh, on the entry of a stock into an index or sector have to physically go out and buy the stock or stocks in question so they can accurately uh, reflect its composition. When I tell you uh, that approximately $11 trillion worldwide is benchmarked to the S&P 500 uh, and that on entry, Tesla will make up at least 1% of its total weighting, you can immediately see why the stock has shot up from the beginning of trading in the US on Tuesday by approximately 25%, uh, and thereby making old Elon an even wealthier man than he was already. Right. Thank you very much, Lee. But still nothing on UK-EU trade negotiations. And I see one of the uh, EU negotiators has got COVID and self-isolating. So that's yet another spanner in the works. So we didn't need more spanners. But perhaps next week we might hear something. That's what the rumour is anyway. Fingers crossed. Speak to you then, Ian. See you later. Cheers. Ian Pritchard and Lee Humphreys brought you City Update on Brooklyn's Radio. Brooklyn's Radio.